Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to this hot fire emoji episode of the podcast, Yanos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined by the mayor of Tigertown, Eric Wayne. Eric, I didn't know you were so politically active. <laughs> are you referencing the crap that we were taking for my one benign political reference, or what are you, what are you talking about? Oh, I wasn't. I was just – I was in Tigertown, and I felt like if any place um, – should have you lording oh. over them, by all means, it should be the Lakeland Tigertown area. So you're talking like in a Sean Casey sense is sure. really what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I, I don't aspire to great political things because I want to rule like an emperor with an iron fist. No voting. What, what was your campaign focus? Oh, speak, you know, no, no voting. Beating down the peons, keeping my subjects in line. That's what I'm about. Mm, yes. Um, so as we discussed last week and just a second ago, I was at a couple Tigers games this week. Saw them play the Rays in Port Charlotte on Friday and then up to Joker Marchant yesterday, Monday, against the Orioles. Um, on, what was it, uh, Friday, I was able to get down by the dugout to watch them take batting practice. Um, and I was posted up kind of like right in front of where the on-deck circle would be. So, you know, there's just just the net between between, you know, you and the field. Um, which is why all of the pictures that I took happen to have a net in the foreground. But anyways, during uh, the second batting practice group, our beloved catcher, James McCann, comes over to pine tar up his bat, you know, get the thing real sticky, and he's walking right at me. And because I'm, you know, right there on the on-deck circle, we kind of exchange this like, yep, we both see each other. We're both looking at each other kind of nod. <laughs> he proceeds to go in and, you know, as you would say, gussy up his bat. And I think, think to myself, say something. And, you know, I could say anything. Like, he's right there. Um, and normally I think of myself as a relatively well-adjusted adult human being. And in that moment... What did you say? I had literally no words. So I said absolutely nothing. See, I think, I think that's wise. I think you did the right thing. Okay. You're, you're a grown man. And you know him. He is not a stranger to you. But he doesn't know you. You're a stranger. Most likely. I mean, I'm not sure if he listens. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> no, my, you, my, you're you're pretty famous. <laughs> after, I was like, I should have said... You he know, probably follows he's... your Instagram. Oh, <laughs> everyone does. So fire emoji. After the fact, I was like, I should have said, you know, we believe in you to have a good season or something. But that would have come across as like, you sucked last year, but we still, you know, hold out hope. Yeah. But anyway... Well. I, I said nothing. I absolutely choked. So it probably worked out for the best. Yeah. Good good try, but you know, I think it's fine. You did the right thing. Brings us to this week's uh leadoff question. If you had the chance to quickly say something to a tiger in I don't know, maybe that type of situation, what would it be and to whom? Well, you know, I would give kind but practical advice, I think. You know, like if I see Victor Martinez, I would say something like 
Victor, try running faster or something like that. Or if you see Alex Avila, you might be like, swing occasionally, you know, something like that. Or try not to take as many balls off the face. Yeah. Don't let the ball hit you in the face. Um, if I if I'm allowed, I'm going to tell you one story. I have means. like you. I was in a similar situation. I was at Disney and I was sitting along the berm, but it was kind of like the not the outfield berm, but the side berm. Mm-hmm. And like they have at Disney. And uh, so the only time I've I because I, I, I would not just yell at a baseball player and yell random things, but I, I made an exception one time. So the Tigers were visiting Disney and Al Albuquerque (laughs) is returning from, he was warming up in the kind of the side bullpen and he's walking right in front of me and I cannot resist. So I go, Hey Al. And he turns and he looks at me and I look at him. I give him the kind of chin up like, Hey, and then I give him the finger point like (laughs) he does in his Instagram. I was like, Hey, mm." And he kind of turns like he doesn't really pay any attention, but I knew he sees me. And he gives me just like this, the tiniest little smile, <laughs> a little smirk. And I was like, it was all worth it. That was the only time I've ever yelled at a baseball player. I can't believe he didn't point at you. He points at literally everything. That's kind of what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. But just the little smile was enough to know that, you know, he he recognized the the depth of what I was trying to communicate with him. All about depth. Um, for my answer, I might ask Warwick to say the phrase "shrimp on the Barbie." I think that might be might be fun to hear. Also, that's <laughs> when Warwick came and it was like his first year in the United States. Like he took some of his minor league buddies to Outback Steakhouse, and I thought that was hilarious. Like, like the most stereotypical fake Australian place, and a real Australian is taking you to Outback. Just want to find that. It, it was, yeah, it was funny. I thought it was, I thought it was good. We should take Jack O'Lantern there when he comes. Yeah, <clears throat> just, just the three of us. That would be really normal. The six, just us two grown men and a sixteen-year-old from Australia. That's a terrible idea. If you would like to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at ComericEric. And the show is at Podcastianos. On the Instagram, fire as always at Jordino4, J-O-R-D-I-N-H-O. Um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash podcastianos. Um, and we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. And big news, I just submitted the show to Google Play. So if you don't have an iPhone, there should be coming a better way to listen to the show. So kudos nice. kudos to that. And by that, I just got to get it on Spotify. That's what I like to use. Oh, I think yeah. I think they're big league, but I don't know how you get in there. I don't know. I'll, I'll take a look. I kind of didn't even realize that they did podcasts. Yeah, they do some now. It was great. I got to tell you, Jordan, like, I feel a lot of pressure tonight because you're just like, oh, we got to have hot takes. Like, are my, and I just like feel a little inadequate. Like, are my takes hot enough? So I got to gussy it up a little. Uh, let's get into some Tigers talk. Um, I think it's safe to say that the spring hasn't got off to quite the start that Osmus and Avila might have hoped for. I have some stats. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Just get yeah. I suppose through thirteen games, three and ten. That's that's not ideal. Um, we are last in ERA, twenty ninth in WHIP, um, and we have twelve <laughs> more walks than any other team in baseball through thirteen games. Um, we are twenty third in batting average and twenty fifth in slugging. Um, not great, but Justin Justin Verlander has words for you if you're concerned. This is a tweet from today. Those of you freaking out about spring training, don't. It sucks, and we need to do a better job, but still, it's ST, which I would assume stands for spring training, and doesn't mean... It wasn't followed with a D, so it's not STD, right, okay. Good good to know. And it doesn't mean S and then three little stars, end quote. Hmm. Um, Do you agree with Justin? Uh, I'm trying to make my my take hot enough, but... (laughs) 
I'm going to give you a, a, a freezing cold take and say it matters in any individual game or even a couple games don't matter. If you get blown out in a spring training game, it does. It literally does not matter because you're rolling out some minor league that, leaguer there. But when you take the scope of everybody's performances, uh, you'd like to see you know some flashes of goodness. It the trend is not very good. And you don't is, have to oh. be a world beater. You don't have to like be the best team, but showing a little competence would be good, right? Yeah, and I feel like we're gonna see the whole World Baseball Classic excuse thing come up. But that's not an excuse so far. It hasn't. I mean, obviously, some of the guys are starting to leave, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, I mean, I don't think we're to the point in the spring where you need to be seriously worried about it. But the thing is, is like it's across the board. Hitting has been, you know, non-existent. The pitching hasn't been good. And to be honest, when I saw them, they looked I mean, there's only so much you can tell from, you know, it was hot 80 degree days, but they looked a, a tad bit lethargic, I would have I would have said. Yeah, you hesitate to read too much into it, but it's not going to get better, I think, either because of the the world the World Baseball Classic guys leaving. That leaves more spaces for younger guys and minor leaguers. I mean, don't you want a little bit of positivity and stuff going in spring training, or literally, does it not matter? I don't. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I think it, it takes getting into the mindset of a big league player. And obviously, yeah. Verlander kind of gave us the the little window right there. Yeah. Maybe maybe it just isn't a thing. I mean, he pitched pretty well today, um, so hopefully hopefully that'll get carried over. Osmus and I have air quotes here. It's getting very old. The way we've pitched, we've, we the way we've been pitching is terrible, and we've got to pitch better. Um, <laughs> we've got to pitch better. You know. How much better of management can you get than that? I he mean, is telling him gems. exactly what he asks, what, what he requires. Yeah, sweet nuggets flowing off the tongue. Oh, so good. Where do you see this walk problem coming from? Um, I looked. We were in the upper half as far as uh, last year, as far as fewest walks allowed. I know that there's a lot of of non roster guys that are kind of racking them up, but still, little little nervy, I would say. Um. Uh, maybe guys just trying to show their stuff instead of, you know, focusing on, uh, dare I use the art of pitching. Uh, so maybe that's, a, maybe that's a spring training problem. Guys are just trying to pump it up there and not, you know, work, work the count or work the plate or I don't know. You're a pitcher. You told me. I well, I I threw very slowly in hit spots, so it wasn't necessarily something that I I struggled with. Well, the tell whole... us what Mike Pelfrey's thinking then. Mike Mike Pelfrey is just trying to, I think, stay afloat might be a good analogy for yeah. what he's trying to do. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I'm not super concerned about the amount of walks. Um, some of the guys are, I think, they're just trying to nibble a little too much. When when I saw Boyd pitch, he pitched halfway decent. Um, but he was he was just trying to be too fine, which I guess is probably something that you would put down to trying to show off, trying to make the team. Um, but I mean, there there has to come a point where you see everyone else nibbling, and you think my best plan is to go right after hitters and not you know have a <laughs> three walk inning like like yeah. Dustin Mullican did. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, it was an abs- another absolutely disastrous Anibal outing. He he's thrown. Uh, he started twice this year. Two and two thirds inning pitched. Seven earned runs on nine hits and three walks. Um, you and I kind of agree that he came in with a hold on that fifth starter spot, and he just had to not be horrible. Like that was the bar. Just don't be terrible, and he's not clearing it. So I saw one of the writers put a Twitter poll out there today, and they asked, of Pelfrey, Sanchez, and Lowe, how many make the team going north? Zero, one, two, or three? Are you, are what you, you wanting got? me to vote? Yeah. What, I would, what would you have voted? I would vote two. I, I don't see any way that all three of them make the team. And as bad as I mean, Lowe didn't have have the greatest outing last time. I I don't think that he factors into this. I think it's just going to be one of the two starters because I think Boyd has pitched well enough that he may have jumped, made made them make a move, or I guess it's a combination of him pitching well enough and them pitching terrible enough. Um, I don't know which kind of forces their hand. I don't I don't know who gets the cut, 
at this point, but I, I could see, um, I could see them making a move and I, and I really didn't think they were going to in spring training. Yep. And, and I don't think that it comes until the end of spring training. I guess I don't see why you would make a move. I think you give them as much, as many chances as they can yeah. to figure oh, yeah. it out. Cause the only thing you're saving by, I feel like there's been a lot of Twitter chatter about, you know, get them out now. Just don't, why, why, you know, yeah. dilly about. But the only thing that you're costing your team by keeping them through spring training is a few extra innings for somebody else. You can right. get that in the backfields. That's why I suspect when they go north, there's going to be some pissed off Tiger fans because there's going to be more of those guys than they want on yeah. the team. Yeah, I think, well, 100 percent of the of chance was going to be when they announced the 25 man that there would be pissed off Tigers fans. Well, that's uh, true. I'm going to say that on this on this day, what is it? The 7th of March that Pelfrey is the one that doesn't break camp with the team. Hmm. Interesting. I, okay. I, he just it's just less money i mean i think that yeah. he would probably be more useful at this point but i mean his contract is half essentially of anibals yep yeah um so do you uh if we're if we're marking down at this point uh you have boyd boyd in the rotation and one of those two to the bullpen uh, i know i still have boyd in toledo okay i think one of i think sanchez or pelfrey is going to make the rotation and the other one is going to go in the bullpen yeah um, I, I could see, I could see Pelfrey being, I mean, you, you know me, everyone, as soon as they hear me talk about Pelfrey, I'm sure they're just rolling their eyes, but I, I saw him pitch and it's, it's always the ifs and buts with him. You know, there's always a reason that it didn't quite turn, turn out for him, but through the first two innings, he was ahead of, uh, six of seven batters, got them all out. The wow. guy he fell behind was the, was Hyun Soo Kim who hit a double off him. And then in the third inning, he had I I didn't count, but either four or five ground balls, just you know, routine you know numbers that simply got through. I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's baseball. Obviously, you know, balls find holes and and plays aren't made and, and whatever. Um, but it's not like he was pitching poorly. It just the the double. I don't remember who hit it, but somebody slammed a double off him, and that was that was hard hit. But that was after a couple. You know, maybe on a different day, this is hit right at Kinsler and, you know, they make the play. So, but through two, he was good. You know, maybe we right. use him as a one inning guy. Although, I don't know. Uh, okay, let's move on to other terrible pitching. Rondone's velocity down, um, topped out at 95 against the Phillies. Something to monitor during the World Baseball Classic, right? I think the World Baseball Classic would give you a truer measure of where he's at, wouldn't it? I, yeah, that's kind of a perk because he's going to ramp it up. He wants to try to win. Do you think that going away is a is a good thing for him this spring? Yes, I think um, just mixes him with some more guys. He may just have some little little more scenery. I, I think it's fine for him. Yeah, I think he, I, okay. I think he spent enough time with the Tigers coaches and leaders. So they know what they got with him. It's sending him out's fine. Yeah. And you have to imagine that if these guys are on the world baseball classic roster, they're probably decent professionals that are going to make sure that he stays yeah. on top of things. Good, good call. So hopefully, hopefully that'll work out. And I, I mean, I for sure will be, will be very interested to see what that velocity looks like next time out because, you know, not to not to dog on Bruce too much, but he still would probably be under the category of thrower in my mind. And when you take the velocity away from a thrower, you don't you're not left with much. Right. So hopefully it'll get back up um, among the other guys who have been pounded since our last episode. K Rod, uh, no good. Two thirds of an inning, three on runs, two uh, K or two walks. Excuse me. Shane Green now has given up five earned in three innings. And only two Ks, which is a little alarming. Um, I worry about. I worry less about those guys. Okay. I don't know. Just, just uh, reputation or or track record. They've had more recent success. I, you know, I love Shane Green. Yeah, he's, he's starting to make me a little bit nervous. Um, okay, so I, I could. I could definitely stand with him to figure things out a little bit. Um, and I haven't, I haven't seen him throw, so I don't know what's, what's kind of going on there. Justin Wilson was, was roughed up a little bit in his return. I kind of just put that down to coming back from injury. Um, Mark Lowe did not have um, the greatest three hits, three earned <laughs> runs in two-thirds of an inning his last time out. 
Um, Blaine got absolutely torched, gave up a grand slam today. <laughs> Poor Blaine. Uh, Are all well? You you started with some stats about the whole team. I mean, none of this is going particularly well. No. Uh, Stump got lit up today, and and Victor Alcantara, the the prize of the Cameron Maben trade, uh. as Twitter may may remind you, um, he has not had a great spring either. But there is good news. Are you ready for this? Yeah, Kyle Ryan's been really good, my boy. Yeah. Um, Arsenio Leon, before he left for Mexico, yeah. I want to say, has pitched really well. And Nesbitt. Nesbitt's kind of fallen behind a lot of guys on the depth chart. A lot of people forgetting about him, but he's had a really good spring. He's second on the team in strikeouts, or maybe even first uh, for this spring. Those guys are all going to pitch with the Tigers, yes. I mean, this year. It may not be right away, but they're bullpen arms, and you just reach down and you grab a fresh one. I was hearing um, Dan dickerson and price on the radio they're talking about how the orioles use their bullpen and they're constantly sending guys down and pulling them back up it's like they have a a 10 or 12 man bullpen because they're constantly cycling guys down to triple a and the guys know that that's kind of the understanding and i think that's kind of smart especially with the with the sixth and seventh guys in your bullpen definitely it makes you wonder if we have the uh like you know, the option flexibility to be able to do that. Obviously a lot of the guys that I just named, it wouldn't be too much of an issue to do that with, but some of the guys a little bit higher on the, on the pecking order, I don't know that you're going to be able to, but no, that it makes a lot of sense, especially as guys get, get worn out over the, I mean, look at what Shane green got worn down to over the course of the summer. It would have been Justin Wilson too. Yeah. Justin Wilson got a huge workload. Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, and William Cuevas, he, I, I watched him warm up in the bullpen in Port Charlotte, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but he, he's, uh, he surprised me. I, I was impressed. Um, so the bullpen hasn't been great, and you could just put a bracket around that for like the last, what, 10 years. Yeah, um, Are you any more nervous about the bullpen at this point than you would be any given March 7th in spring training? No, because our bullpen is what it is. I mean, it's not... It's not all full of rainbows and unicorns. It's kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, I feel like we have a lot of average to maybe slightly above average depth. Like we, we go 10 or 11, 12 maybe of guys that are like, oh, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll, be in- it'll be very interesting to see who, who, cracks, who cracks camp with the team. Uh, like like you've said many many times, it doesn't really matter. It will cycle, right. um, but I'm I'm always curious to see um, how they line up in Osmus's estimation at any given point. And you, the only time you get that is the opening day roster. That's right. You see who he really trusts when it comes down to it. Um, okay, let's move out to the outfield. Um, I have down the at bat distribution amongst the center fielders. Um, I want to talk about a little bit the, the race for the center field job. Initially, uh, we both had penciled in, well, maybe maybe more me, uh, Mikey Matuk as a given to make the team. Uh, but Jacoby's in this race, and he's in this race a lot more than I expected. Are you ready for the, the distribution? Yes. Matuk has 18 at-bats so far, and one hit in my notes I have down, not good. That's a good note. Very <laughs> Very scholarly. Uh, Jacoby is 5 for 15. Ghost also has 15 at-bats, um, four hits. And Tyler Collins is 2 for 14, which is also not not very good. A total of three walks amongst the four of them. So um, <laughs> not not ideal. Uh, where So are essentially they're all getting even chance. More or less. Pretty yep. close. Which is interesting that Ghost is in there with the, the other three. I would not have expected mm-hmm. that. I agree. Is there something I in would. that? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a, a player with major league experience. If his attitude and circumstances have come around, we know he can go catch the ball. Um, I think it's really telling that they've moved Matuk to left field when Ghost has started in center. Because I mean, yeah, you would assume that that means that he's the the number one as far as going to get it in center field. Yep. 
Osmus did kind of rave about Jacoby Jones, uh, his defense in center field. He made a, a long run into the gap and caught one off his shoe tops. Um, Osmus is saying the right things about, you know, oh, he probably needs more seasoning and triple A. And th- those kind of comments lead me to believe he's probably not going to make the team uh, out of camp. But I, my enjoyment factor would go up if it's Jacoby Jones. And I think ultimately he's going to get a, a lot of chances yeah, soon. Definitely. Um, the, the thing with, with Mikey Matuk is we don't have all that in much invested in him. Normally when you, you know, you go out and trade for a guy, there's, there's emphasis on making it work. If, if it doesn't work with him, we're out what money, just a, just a little bit of cash money. considerations. Yeah. yeah. Um, which player to be named later. Can he be the player to be named later for that? We traded for him. <laughs> that would be, that would be ideal. Uh, I think that's happened before. That's pretty, that's pretty fun. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, Kevin Kiermeyer would be like, Oh man, this dude's back again. <laughs> um, so it's, it's going to be a tight race. I, I see Collins and Matuk making it still at this point. But, I mean, you got to improve on one for 18, which, you know, by all means, almost anything would be better. So he should he should be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. They get, you know, they're a little older. They'll get the looks. But my money, my boy, Jacoby. (laughs) Um, Oh, uh, before or after June 1st? Before. Before. All right. All right. For Jacoby Um, coming up with a team? Yeah. 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 Way before. Before. Um, hasn't been all bad news. I, I I don't know if the internet has told you this, but there have been a few good things. Um, two nice bits of news around what I would call the two prized young arms of the system. Uh, first up, Michael Fulmer. He had his start skipped on Monday due to a sprained ankle, which unfortunately meant that I got to see Mike Pelfrey start instead of him, <laughs> which is what, what I was definitely hoping for. Um, and the, but it sounds like the injury wasn't as bad as they thought, but he'll still probably miss the world baseball classic. I know that is probably disappointing for him, but as a Tigers fan, I kind of feel like it's the best of both worlds. And I, and I feel bad for saying that. No, that's prudent that he not go out there on a bum ankle. We don't want that. No, just keep him, keep him in camp, keep him on his regular schedule. Um, and let him hang out with the guys, let him wear a red, white, and blue. (laughs) But don't let him hurt himself. Exactly. Um, so so hopefully he will be back on, on our mound uh, relatively soon. And Daniel Norris was fantastic on Sunday. You, I'm sure when you saw this box score, you knew we were going to be talking about this. Three innings pitched, 11 – or one hit, excuse me. One hit, one walk. Uh, no earned, two Ks. And Evan Woodbury had him down for seven ground ball outs. That, wow. That'll do. That'll play. I'm, I'll do donkey. I'm over I'll the top do. excited about him, which I know is just just a bad thing for him. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm over the top for for Daniel Norris. This is going to be a big season. Okay, yep. let's talk a little bit about the Joker Marchant Reno. Um, I was there and it's gorgeous. Uh, let, I'll, we'll get into kind of some of the the aspects of it, but first let's talk um, let's, let's talk money. It was funded by the city, the county, and the state. You know, there's this this alleged mutual benefit benefit between the city and the team. How do you feel about it, uh, taxpayer money going towards the stadium for a team like this? Well, I'm. There is a lot of books and publications out there, uh, you know, decrying all this public money. Uh, I understand that it's not a wise investment of taxpayer money. They're not getting that money back. The problem, the and I'm cool with that. When I was down in Lakeland, before every game, like the mayor, the company, the local companies, the city council, they were always out there near the plate trumpeting how long of a relationship that they have had with the Tigers. Lakeland loves the Tigers. There's some, There are some good economic benefits of having them there, but I think there's just pride in having the Tigers there and being in a st- having this established relationship. Now, they've poured a lot of money into keeping them there, and like I said, I don't think they're going to get all that money back. But uh, what, what bothers me about that is – 
kind of if there's any dishonesty or inflation of the perceived economic returns to the region. That's what kind of bothers me the most. Just selling the residents a bill of goods. Um, but um, I think you know for big profession, big major league clubs. I mean, this kind of stuff happens all the time. You know, they the the area has to fund a new stadium or the team threatens to leave. But uh, there's a lot of competition f- uh, for professional teams, and cities want to keep them. So as long as the numbers aren't complete lies, um, if municipals want to spend to keep clubs, that's a, f- that's a fine investment, Yeah, and even if it's an overspend. The one thing that I think is interesting, obviously we're tied to Lakeland for the very, very foreseeable future now. Oh, yeah. And after the Astros um, moved, I believe they moved to West Palm this past um, this past spring, and then the Braves will be moving to Northport in, in two years. When that happens, the Tigers will be the only team not on either coast, which is going right. to make for some very long road trips for some veterans. Um, so right. some of these guys are going to want to get out of Dodge before before that happens. Yeah, but you know kidding, the way that obviously. they set the way that they set things up, um, the the older veterans who really have the sway are maybe making one or two trips a year, right? I mean, all the kids are the ones who travel. The veterans get to stay put, and it's still close enough to Orlando where where. Uh, the veterans can have their fancy houses, and it's not a big deal. Yeah, Miggy made the trip to Clearwater on uh, was it on Sunday, and I was surprised, okay, yep. even though that's probably you know almost it's an hour, a, an hour. Yeah. Um, so let's go over a few of the of the new aspects. It is it's it looks really nice. Um, I'm yeah, not give sure, us a tour, Hall. I'm not sure there's more a- seating overall, but it's much better seating. Um, everyone knows the monstrosity in left field. That's gone, um, and essentially just the the where the seat backs stopped. They just extended it maybe two or three more sections, just just like it is behind home plate. Mm-hmm. Um, the runway area in right field is nice. Um, it's have you been to any of the other stadiums like like in Bradenton where it's more of like a, a boardwalk feel? Um, no, I've been to Clearwater. I've been to Disney. Um, those are the other other two. Okay, I haven't been to either of those. But you know, there's sometimes you've been like, to Clearwater. You told me you were in Clearwater for no, the Phillies. I was plan. I was planning on going to that. Oh. Then, then the Florida Gulf Coast game popped up, so I had to go to that. But um, you know, some of them have like tiki bars and, and stuff, yeah. and it makes it feel very Florida y. The yeah. in right field, it feels very. Um, just uh not corporate corporate feels a bit too much it's it's it feels like a runway kind of more than a more than a boardwalk which i thought was interesting because a lot of the the stadiums have kind of gone to that tiki type atmosphere Um, does it kind of mesh with the theme i mean because you know this is a leftover army or air force or army base does it kind of give you some nostalgia or is it just kind of cheesy uh i wouldn't have taken any sort of um, I mean, the runway kind of gives you a little bit more, maybe a hangar feel a little bit. Okay. But I wouldn't have necessarily made the connection between Army Base and New Stadium. Um, okay. The the bullpen, I mean, you all you all have listened to me rant about watching guys warm up in the bullpen all, all the time. But you can look right down um, from on top of them. And it's kind of nice. You're not so close that, like, they can necessarily hear every word you say. But you still have a pretty nice view. And then okay. if you go around the corner and it's almost in dead center field, you can look back and see um, – essentially you have a view of the bullpen from behind the catcher, which is great to see like the Tony. movement on the pitches. Um, but you kind of hmm. have, to, have to look for that angle. And uh, so that was where, where I watched the, the cutter of, of Mike Pelfrey do all its damage. Nice. Now, my favorite part of the park, and I, whenever I go to spring training, I always sit on the berm. And the left field, outfield berm – at Joker was my was my favorite part. Now, uh, what did they do to that? I know they put a big st- scoreboard. How's that feel? The, did you walk around there? Uh, yeah, I, we had, we had berm seats. That's that's how we make it to games. We we sit as cheap as possible. Um, the there's like up top where there was always kind of that bar area. There's now a row of like Adirondack chairs that have a yep. like a drink uh, bar. I guess you'd say that look out on the field and that looks really nice i'd assume that those are pretty expensive i'm not sure 
Um, <laughs> but the rest of the of the berm pretty much stayed the same. The scoreboard isn't really intrusive on the berm, I wouldn't say. You can't really see it from the berm, but um, yeah, but yeah, we're purists. We don't need the scoreboard. We need we need legs room. The only thing on the on the ber- the scoreboard I like to see is the the pitch velocity, which it did have. So. Um, that's good yeah it it the scoreboard was nice and it, it was funny i feel like i you read all this money about how much or all this stuff about how much it cost and it took until maybe an hour before the game for them to have anything on it at all i was i was really surprised oh, really? i'd assumed it would have been one promotional video after another um but no it was probably, yeah you gotta pay for the thing with some advertisements yeah, they they eventually did but um <laughs> there was a, a Publix ad that ran like seven times while we were there that's the question I have. How do you feel about calling it Publix Field at Joker Marchant Stadium? I mean, it's it's all marketing. Like nobody's ever going to call it Publix Field at Joker Marchant Stadium. The only time they're going to call it that is when it's a, an official something. It's Joker Marchant Stadium. Like anyone who's referring to it is just going to say that, right? I mean, I would I would hope so. I hope it just continues to be Joker because. Yeah, there's a guy. There's a history of why they named it that. You know, I mean, I don't know what it is, but I, I know that it's a thing. Yeah, it is. It was. It was a guy. He was the director of like the board of public works or whatever, and kind of managed that area. And I guess he was really funny, and he always wore a cowboy hat. That's what I know. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about a couple relievers that I saw pitch that I was impressed by. Um, Joe Jimenez. All of you listening out there, you've probably heard that name. Um, you probably enjoy him. I saw him warm up in the bullpen, and I have to admit, I get the buzz. Like, watching him. Yeah? Yeah, I get it. Um, he was hitting spots in the bullpen, and we watched his his outing from behind the bullpen, so it was hard to see the this, this stuff once he was on the game mound. But when he was in the bullpen, he was hitting spots, and that breaking ball that, that uh, there are so many gifts out there about – it wasn't always wipeout, but when it was, it really was. Like, you could see, boom, like, all the way across. Um, I, I was impressed. I was expecting to come away skeptical because I start skeptical on him. You caught feels, yes. as the kids say. Got the feels. <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of the feels, Sandy Baez um, hit 98. Yeah. No command issues, which I know, I know that's something he's dealt with. And it's, you know, it's hard to say from one outing, but... Osmus said that he had him daydreaming after. He looked <laughs> really, really good. I was super impressed by him. Of course, Osmus is daydreaming about him because he doesn't want to watch the actual pitchers who are pitching <laughs> for him. He wants to think about something more hopeful. Uh, and once again, Cuevas, nice breaking ball. Uh, I was imp- uh, the, the velocity wasn't great, but he had hitters off balance. I, I was impressed by, by him. Um, Okay, I do have, uh, let's see, it looks like two stories. These are, are not necessarily uh, s- with my own scouting eyes uh, reporting. But Leland, we saw him down on the field. I, I think oh, yeah. I, I think I tweeted out a picture. Looking good. Like, retirement clearly agrees with him. Um, you know, towards the end, he was looking uh, worse for the wear. Is that an appropriate way of describing him? He looked stressed. He looks. It was... Yeah. Yes, he looks stressed. That would be a very good way. But no, he looked he looked refreshed. Fresh. Look, yeah. yeah. And the the funny thing is, I put that on Twitter. He was rocking Vans. Like he had kind of like your old man golf getup, and in the the shoes they they kind of just looked like you know Sperry kind of deck shoes like that. But they they had a big old V on them. They were Vans. I was I was not expecting that. Jim is fresh and hip for a man his age. He's hung around with kids his whole life. I mean, he's got he's got kids. He's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and now that he can take it a little bit easier, he's not all business all the time. He can make some jokes. Did you see his? I think it was a press conference or just a circle of reporters. He was rocking his. Uh, he's got like a white, not quite Fu Manchu, but kind of goatee with a hole in it or something like this. Completely white. He's, the first thing he says is like, yeah, sorry about my face or something like that to the, the reporters. I thought that was pretty good. Jim's a good guy. Yeah. Like, when towards the end, I I mean, obviously, we didn't have a show at that point, but I was fairly critical of him. I was ready for something a little bit more progressive. Sure. But looking back, we could have done much, 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 much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Jim's fine. And now now he's now he's one of those guys that he's become much more popular in his absence. 
Which is always That's fun. a very good point. Very good point. Um, and my other story, uh, we stayed behind the the, the bullpen till, till the end of the game, and Nesbitt was down there just kind of clowning around. I, I like him. He seems like a, a fun-loving dude. Um, but after the game, they all start to like walk towards the like you know final out. They walk towards the the gate to go out, and some old lady yells at him, "Is that it?" Like not re- realizing the game is over, <laughs> and he looks at her, and it's just like. Yes, that's it. Like he couldn't have looked at her with any more disdain for her not knowing, you know, what was going on. Like, well, welcome to Florida, because that's all the state is. It's a bunch of old people not knowing what's going on. You know, somebody was given uh, given somebody crap on Twitter. It was about like they weren't really paying attention to the game or whatever. And I was like, spring training, you can if you pay for a ticket, you can do whatever you want. If you want to go sit on the berm and read a magazine, that is your right. I'm not going to belittle you. If you want to look at your phone the whole time and enjoy the the tiki bar, that's fine. You have the right to do that. Nobody should be giving these people crap. Speaking you don't of, have to pay attention. Speaking of, I had an old man um, lecture me on the boardwalk about why I should be putting the phone down and watching the game. I was tweeting out something about about Matt Boyd, and he he says to me, the view's better out there, like pointing to the to the field. I was like, okay. Because, I mean, I, you know, I didn't know him. So an old man called you out for looking at your phone. That That is a perfect summation of the situation. Oh, man. Millennial shaming. You're not even a millennial. I don't know. Maybe you're a millennial. Yeah. So I know it's especially in spring training. Now, if it's in the playoffs and you're behind the you know dugout or something, yeah, you got to be paying attention. It's every pitch you've paid good money. But if it's spring training, if you just want to you know have your drinks out there, take in the ambiance, and not keep score like you would other times or whatever, it's spring training. You're allowed to just chill. Yeah, just being there is like the ultimate experience. How you yeah. choose to do that. I mean, to be fair, at a regular season game, if somebody wants True. to, yeah. whatever, I don't, by all means, do just do you. I don't care. But yeah, especially spring training. But don't pretend like fans owe anything to the club or to the players. Ever, no. for one. No, 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 no. Yeah. No. no. Are Live you your re- life. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Are you ready to get to your power rankings? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, Today I have for you uh professional athletes that you'd want to be oh okay this is All a right. good one professional athletes that you want to be now there's like four major factors on how you decide this one you want to make a buttload of money don't you sure yeah you want to make money don't, don't hate that two you want to put in as little effort as possible you don't want to work real hard right <laughs> you want c you want some free time you know okay. you want to be able to pursue other recre leisure activities, right? And D, you want to be loved and have a lot of fame, right? Fair enough. Okay, so these are the objectives that you're after for being a professional athlete, I'd say. So here's the top seven, bottom three, professional athletes that you'd want to be. Number seven is a soccer player, a, a footballer, if you will, a footballista. Okay, now you, that's part of the most popular sport in the world, you're always going to have job security because there's a bazillion soccer teams out there. <laughs> um, if you get good, you make a lot of money, right? Yeah. But 
The problem is you're playing all the time. There's no off season. When it's off season, you're playing for the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing a lot of running. That just looks tiring, right? <laughs> you got to figure out how much you're going to run. Like you're jogging sometimes. You know, okay, I'm comfortable jogging, but then you got to bust it towards the ball. It just seems like a lot of work. And they only count in kilometers, so you're constantly doing math in your head. Yeah, that's that's trash. Uh, and you get to score a goal. Like, what, a 14-goal season is like an enormous season or whatever? Like, you don't get to, you don't get to score much. True. Yeah. Anyway, that's number seven. Number six is uh, a tennis star. Okay, you don't got to put up with your any teammates, Ooh. you know, garbage selling point. You, know, you yep. get the place to yourself. You know, you get to travel all over to cool destinations in the world. You make a lot of money. You're only playing kind of on weekends. Right. So that may or may not be true. I have actually no idea. I would think. I don't know. <laughs> Feels like uh, a weekend sport. Oh, wait a minute. No, because like uh, a fortnight at Wimbledon, that's like two weeks. Yeah, no, I don't know what I'm talking about. So anyway, you get to use words like Fortnite and Wimbledon. That's I use, good. I use the term Fortnite all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, so tennis is number six. Number five is a major league baseball starting pitcher. Hmm. All right. So the the baseball season is eternal. In your old, you're on the road. It's a lot. You're the the sport itself is less strenuous. I feel like others than others, but the season is eternal. You get spring training. You're always gone. But for a starting pitcher, you have this nice rhythm. You only pitch every five days. You get into your sequence. You get to play golf. If you know, you get to just chill the other days a little bit more so than you know a, a center fielder you're running way out to center field and back every time that's a game that's that's yeah. too much for anyone that's, that's that's a long ways but starting pitcher you only got to go to the mound it's fine all right number 4 is an nba basketball player now from what i hear the nba lifestyle is a good lifestyle you stay in fancy hotels you're traveling a lot but I guess the perks, from what I've heard, are pretty good. You're famous, you know. Um, you get to, you know, dunk the basketball, which is which is cool. I, I don't want to be able to dunk. Uh, you make a lot of money, right? True. You make a lot of money. That's number four. Uh, number three is an NFL backup quarterback. <laughs> I knew this was going to be on the list somewhere. I assumed higher, yes. but yeah. NFL backup quarterback. You hear what Mike Glennon is, is supposed to get, like thirteen or million or something, like fifteen million. Though to be fair, when Jameis Winston is your starting quarterback, things could go south literally at any moment. It's not a right. bad idea to invest in that position. But yeah, and, silly, silly money. And another thing about Mike Glennon is whenever I hear his name, I'm like the Menon commercial, where they're like, Mike Glennon. <laughs> So every time I see his name, I'm strolling through Mike Glennon. I can't I can't help but think of it every time. But Mike Glennon's probably gonna hold the clipboard and maybe play a little bit. He's gonna make like 13 million bucks. Everybody loves you. They yeah. wanna see you in the game, but you're not getting destroyed and pummeled like Cam Newton or somebody's getting crushed all the time. Backup quarterback's a good gig. Oh yeah. 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 Um number two is a race car driver race car driver you get babes you know you get to travel the world do you that's good yeah race car they're famous you ever see race car drivers wives no i try to pay as little attention as possible to all things race car (laughs) so you're not doing really any work you're just sitting there holding the wheel right true um and the best part about being a race car driver is you get to watch other people doing your work. They're prepping the car. They're putting the gas in it. They're changing your tires. You just sit there and watch other people work. It's great. Being a race, you make a lot of money. You get to just like schmooze and do the PR with your sponsors and stuff like that. Race car driver would be good. You're going to get an angry tweet from NASCAR Twitter. At least one. That, that's the over-under for the week. Do you think we have much overlap with NASCAR Twitter? I don't know. Maybe. If we if uh-huh. we do, then so I'm I'm qualifying my my. Do you assertion. like NASCAR? Do I you like racing? No interest in it whatsoever. 
Yeah. I, I kind of did for like a long time ago, but nah, not so much. Yeah. They just go round and round and round and round. <laughs> they drive, drive hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number one, you want to guess the best gig for a professional athlete? I don't know. I, w- I would have gone back up quarterback, but it's off the list. I guess punter would probably be my, my best next guess. That's a good guess, but they don't make you know the big money. That's, that's true. What, what I'm after is PGA professional go. golfer. Absolutely. They get mad winnings money. They get sponsorship money. They're only working you know four days a week. You know, you get a tournament. If you don't make the cut, then you get a couple days off. That's great. <laughs> they get they get babes. You know, and they're playing a game that everybody loves to play on the weekend. They pay big money to play. And these guys are like worshipped like gods because there's this subculture of golfers that have all this fancy crap and they just adore golfers for some reason. And you get to go to the most beautiful sculpted places on the, in the world. Everything is fancy. I mean, being a professional golfer would be a good gig. And you're sleeping on the fact that everyone has to be quiet around them at all times. Yeah. That's yeah. the life. That's all I want from life is people to be quiet around me <laughs> 24-7. That's why you go to the bathroom for 20 minutes in my house. It's just, it's just quiet. It'd be the life. Anyway, that's number one. All right, you ready for the bottom three? Absolutely. I figured you might be. All right, the third from the worst is hockey. All right, ice is slippery. What are you doing? You're going to fall down out there. Like, And it's smelly. Ever smell hockey equipment is the worst. These guys are not making huge money. Nobody knows who you are if you're not in Canada. And you get hurt. Um, it just seems like it's a long season. It, it seems tiring to be a hockey player. You want to hear my hockey story? Yeah. I went in college. I worked in. I went to Adrian College for two years. I, I worked in the in the ice rink, and my job at the ice rink was to knock on the officials' door and tell them that it was two minutes until the uh, next period started, and that was the sum total of my job at the rink. Are you serious? I am dead serious. That, that's that's a, that's the extent of my story, though. So so do forget that, the top seven. I want that gig. <laughs> forget professional golfer. I want to be the door knocker. You got you got three jobs to do. That's it. All right, hockey just doesn't seem that good. I don't know. No. Uh, number two would be any kind of Olympic athlete. There's so much pressure. Like every four years comes around, and like you're gonna make or break it. Now you could be super famous. But you could also be a heel forever for blowing it. And there's not a lot of money in this, right? I not think so, no. There's not a lot of money. And you are, like, busting your butt all the time. And some of these sports, they look hard to do, you know? You got to really train. If you're a decathlete, you're like, that. you know, you're working so hard and, like, nobody cares. And you like, have I to can't practice, even like, a million different sports. Just, just pick one of them and be good at that. Yeah, like water polo. This guy swim, 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 swim. Like Dory thinks they should stop swimming for once, <laughs> and they're just they're just wearing themselves out in this pool for once every four years. It's dumb. Um, number one worst is NFL linebacker. Okay, these guys are not making huge. I didn't even ask you if you wanted to guess. No, number the absolutely the worst. Did not. NFL linebacker is the worst. I'll edit that because out. how many right? How many NFL linebackers could you name right now without looking? Top uh, of your Luke Keekley. Okay, that's one. Uh, exactly, Levar Arrington. So these guys like are making. They're not making huge money. You know, they're making less than a half a million dollars a year, and the average NFL career is three point three years. Did you do some research? What? This is this is like a professional operation. I take this seriously, Jordan. Yeah, I did some research. It happened. Stop being so surprised. <laughs> so these guys are making less than half, they're like four hundred fifty thousand for a, a rookie. The average career is three point three years for overall. At linebackers, they're hitting people. They're getting smacked around. You got to be super fit. You're running and hitting, and like. So, you know, you're making less than six Mike Pelfrey starts. 
for your whole career. <laughs> this isn't big money. Nobody knows you. You're busting your butt. It's stupid. Pick a different profession, NFL linebackers. It's not worth it. You're wearing yourself out. That's power rankings. Are you ready to hear about the things that I saw on the side of the road while running? Nothing would please me more. Um, so this one's actually from today. The, the most wow. most of my stories are from maybe not uh, not a while back, but certainly not not recent. Um, but I saw what appears to be a bit of car siding, maybe from like a crappy '90s silver minivan. I took a, I just sent you a picture of it, so you'll, you'll car have to, siding. Yeah, like, like maybe the trim, part, maybe part of the trim. Yeah, there you go. Um, take a look at the picture. I just sent it to you. Let me know what you think. Um, I was thinking like vinyl siding off a house or something, but it's like trim. Yeah, I would say trim. The, the, the question is, is like, what scenario does that fall off somebody's car and then think like, eh, screw it. Let's, let's not go back for that. Like surely, surely the trim is something worth going back for. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say, did you get the picture? No, I didn't. Okay. I got something, but it's just a gray square. Unless oh. that's the trim. No, <laughs> it's no, just a gray square. It is not. Uh, but how would you know if a piece of trim fell off your car? I suppose that's true. You'd have to hear a clunk. It was pretty big. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I also but I feel like this is, I mean, if you, how many miles would you have to travel on a road to see a piece of car trim? I feel like this is, you know, a little bit more frequent than say an armadillo <laughs> that could be that that very well could be i also saw a baby gator in a, in a pond near the side of the wow road. but i mean it's florida there's gators everywhere did you throw the car trim at it or something <laughs> no i didn't pick up the car trim it was big it was like i don't know i'm making a square with my hands um yeah it's like a fender possibly i don't know here i'll, I'll hold up the picture to the screen maybe, maybe you can see it <laughs> Because that's how audio <laughs> podcasts work. Um, Give these people a, a visual of the car siding. Yeah, I took I took a picture. I figured that you would want to see it. Can you see that? Does that make any sense? Well, hold it up to the camera. I am. No, it's just gray like the picture you sent me. Ah, bloodbath. I'll, I'll cut all of this out. Um, I'm, not, I'm actually no, not going to do need that. An auto, we need an auto body technician to be a guest on the, the podcast, Yanos, to, to diagnose this. Yes. Um, speaking of running, Eric, are we doing the 5k with Johnny Kane? <sighs> okay. First of all, Johnny Kane is doing this. So you're fired up about this, aren't you? I mean, I'm not actually going to do it. I'm not traveling to Detroit to run, but. Oh, good. I, Phew, Cause I thought you were serious about asking me to do this. No. Oh, it would be a good chance to become best friends with him, but I'm going to have to take you're up. just going to follow, like stalk him. Follow him the <laughs> He he re, or he favorited something that I tweeted the other day. I took that as as a sign that we're we're becoming good friends. Oh, that's that's nice. That's how life works, right? I would do it, but running makes me tired. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. It does it does make one tired. Um, okay, let's get to some Twitter questions quickly. Um, we have a lot, so we're gonna we're gonna need to move quickly. Um, I'm on an island right now. Who would you who would you would succeed on a deserted island? And who would fail? I'm, ass- I'm assuming of you and me, who would who would succeed and fail on oh. a desert island? Well, I have more uh, surplus body fat content. I think I'd last longer. The thing is, I have no discernible like survival skills or crafting oh. craft skills. So it would it would definitely be you. I'd, I'd be dead have within I, 24 hours. Have I trumpeted the virtue of primitive technology videos on YouTube? Have I mentioned this? I don't think so. No. Okay. Look it up. There's millions of viewers. Primitive technology channel on YouTube. It's the most soothing, peaceful, like uplifting thing that you ever watch. And I watched a lot of those. So yeah, I think I'd probably survive longer. Probably, most likely. Um, let's see. Oh, that was from Jacob Skronik. Um, Charlie Mora at C Mora underscore the dog tweets. Uh, so, <laughs> so I read Fulmer worked as a plumber. Theoretically, what other off season jobs could you see any of the tigers doing? And if so, who, what, who, and what, um, maybe Avila holding a sign like on a street corner. Cause he could just like, like he doesn't a, like to move like much a sign twirler. Is he twirling? No, he no, he's just, no, he's just kind of standing there. I feel like that's his thing. No, I don't know. 
what do you think? I have no idea. I, 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 I sat behind Mikey Matuk for like six innings. I think dude could be a model. He's a, he's a good looking dude. <laughs> Um, Norris clearly be, uh, I don't know. A wood, I was going to say a wood jack. A wood jack is not a woodsman, a lumberjack. Or, or is it? Um, <laughs> at Nopus, do an all WBC show, and then he switches into Dutch. Go Nederland, Lot de Leo, Niet in Zijn Hempe Stan. Yeah, shout out to the motherland. Dutch, baby. I'm with that guy. They got they got Cheering off to a hot touch. start. They won five nil five, yeah. five nothing, excuse me, in the first yeah. game. Um, Dutch. Miggy batting second. Um, how do you feel about that? And do you think the Tigers should yes. sign a new center fielder? Uh there was some rumblings that they're looking for a center fielder. Um you know, who could have envisioned this problem of not having a good center fielder, right? I want them to go um, back to the Rays. I want them to go trade for Kevin Kiermeyer. You got a Johnny Kane style crush on the dude, or what? No, he's a, he's an excellent defensive center fielder. He can go get it. That's all I got. Yeah. Um, right. Evan, uh, just just Evan at Evan Ken ninety five. Do a power rankings for cheeses. I'm forwarding this yeah. on to you. Uh, you can do um, you can do that at some point. Uh, yeah. Let's get cheeses see. In. Oh, this is an interesting one. Do you think uh, broadcasters should have shorter careers? Potentially, you could be stuck with a broadcaster you hate for decades. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, man. I've never thought about that. Um, I, I think... I think no. There's, not, I mean, if you have a good one, there's no sense pulling the plug on them, right? And But broadcast executives need to find the best talent. If they have somebody good, they shouldn't just get rid of them for the sake of diversity. Yeah, I mean, I mean but if you have somebody bad, you get to cut kind of kick them to the curb. I mean, it's got to be kind of natural selection. If they're good, they'll stick around. If not, yeah. the ratings will fall in there and they'll go. But I mean, take for instance, I don't know, the White Sox. Like if you were <laughs> right. if you were a White Sox fan and, you know, you didn't like a particular broadcaster, I could see how that would get uh really frustrating. That'd be annoying. Yeah. All right. I, and I'm in favor of diversity. You can mix it up. Have a guest. That's fine. Yeah. That's that's what we do. It's not just our two yeah. ugly voices all the time. Well, it has been for the last two weeks, but before that, um, okay, two more. This one's from Alex Savota. If you could have one bionic body part, what would it be and why? This is PG thirteen, right? I mean, we don't have the explicit tag on on iTunes, so do with that what you will. Well, let's tr- let's try to keep it that way. I don't know bionic. Uh, bionic legs, so I wouldn't get tired when I run. <laughs> is there, does that imply there's times when you run? No. What? Yeah, like if I'm late for a plane or something. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what do you see on the side of the road while you're running? <laughs> this could be a spinoff segment. <laughs> <laughs> the end of my driveway and then the rest of my driveway back to the door. <laughs> Feels, feels about right. Okay, last one is from our friend Emily um, em- at Emily Walden 2080. Top 10 vacation destination choices of Blaine Hardy. I thought this was a really good one. That's why we'll end on it. Now, why why Blaine? What's the story? I feel like I'm missing something. We t- When she was on the show, we talked about how um, one of you know Blaine is real big on just kind of getting a beer and being left alone. Like that's how he uh, that's how he gets down. Oh, so, he just so we're looking for some isolated spots. Yeah, so kind of some low key stuff where it sounds like okay. I get the vibe he's not really into crowds, you know, kind of kind of stuff like that. Okay, I I have a few tweets of his recent um, that maybe will reflect on on his personality. He said, "I could get used to these overcast days in Florida, so not a big sunshine or heat fan." I'm assuming. Okay. Um, and he said that he was he liked Fantasy of Flight, which is kind of like a flight museum amusement <laughs> yeah. park in Lakeland. Um, so I came up with a couple uh, a couple possibilities. You can you can let me know what you think. Canada, it's just a, a place <laughs> where you can go just be left alone, yeah. like Saskatchewan or something like that. Manitoba, sure. not Ontario. No, yeah. no, that that's like ugh, Canada. Um, not as much as Quebec is ugh, Canada, but still ugh, nonetheless, um, the Nashville airport, my parents went there and they said that there's like a wonderful observation lot where you can watch the planes. 
So maybe nice. that's where he wants to go. Um, you know that really tall rock that you get to just after you cross the Mackinac Bridge? Yeah, I'm familiar. You think Blaine would like that? Yeah, just perch up there, you know, hold an infant up like Simba, you know, something like that. <laughs> um, possibly the mystery spot. Never been, but it's it's mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. I see it all the time. I'm like, one day I'll go there. Never do. Never going to go. Um, yeah. I could see Blaine being a fisher. Fisherman? Fish? Is that, is that the phrase? You know, cast angler, angler, angler. So maybe like sure. a, maybe like a Key West. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. And I read that there's a house in Houston that's made entirely of beer cans. I could see yeah. him digging that. Sure. Um, and also, there's that one place in that one nature documentary where like the monkey will steal your pop if you're not looking. I feel like he's like that. <laughs> okay. And All quite, right. quite frankly, who wouldn't want a vacation there? Yeah. Uh, I'm not as prepared as you are. I got to think about this, uh, you know, Ishpeming, you know, UP, I feel like is pretty, pretty strong choice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to see a lot of people. Um, let's see. Central Florida is actually a pretty good spot. <laughs> got to tell you outside of the Orlando area. There is not much in central Florida. Right. Um, Ohio? Ugh. No, I, I completely reject that idea. <laughs> There's nobody who thinks that going to Ohio is better than going to where they currently live. Okay. Um, other interesting but nondescript places. Uh, I don't know. Dundee, Michigan. There's a Cabela's. Cabela's. <laughs> you know? Giant bear out front, right? It's the number one tourist destination in the state of Michigan. Hmm. Did you know that? I, I didn't. Yeah. Now I do. Who knew? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that's a pretty good start. What, what do you think about the uh, the Ypsilanti water tower? You think he he dig yeah. on there? Yeah. You gotta gotta go check it out. <laughs> oh boy. Um, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can uh, podcastianos on the Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos on the Instagram. I am at Jordino four. Facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And we would love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud. I'm just going to throw Google Play in here. If you're listening to us on Google Play, leave us a review. We probably don't have any on there yet. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.